0: Oh, yo. good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, a great joy to be here with you, as the Lord allows us this time every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 4 p.m. here live on our network of domestic church media radio stations, but also all of our other means of communicating with you, uh, all the ways we use to get the Word of God out there. Of course, the program repeats those same nights at 10 p.m., and uh, we have it archived, and all, it's our archive video, all kinds of stuff. And in fact, if you're listening live at 4.01 on this Ash Wednesday 2020, uh, we're also coming to you live uh, in our video format, our video platforms. Go to youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia. You can watch the program there and see my brand new control board, or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. Uh, also our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. We're streaming live video there now as well. And, uh, of course, uh, using your home speaker devices, your Amazon Echo or Google Home, we're there as well. Just say Play Domestic Church Media will come streaming live over those platforms all kinds of ways, my brothers and sisters. And, again, today we begin our Lenten Journey 2020, Ash Wednesday. If you've not yet had a chance to get ashes, I'm sure there are parishes still that are having uh, either Mass or, or services this evening. Yet, So you can receive your ashes. It's not a holy day of obligation, but it is a great way to begin this beautiful season. We all set those goals, I think, you know, for how we're going to make this a special Lent, things we're going to do, not do, give up, or strive to be better at. And uh, I'm happy you're here to share with me uh, this hour because I do want to share with you some of what our Holy Father has been teaching. Of course, we started yesterday, we'll finish today his beautiful message for Lent 2020. But then also, uh, he had his general audience today, and he had his Ash Wednesday Mass. So uh, some beautiful teachings by Pope Francis to kind of set us in the right direction during this beautiful season. Uh, Before we do anything else, though, my friends, we are going to pray. And as always, I invite you to join me and all of our uh, family, our domestic church media family, gathered from across our very wide listening areas which are no longer limited to just here on our uh, the footprints of our radio stations, but coming to you uh, from across, well, the four corners of the world. You know, we do hear from people. It always, um, always makes me smile when I get some emails or communication from people in other parts of the world who listen or watch uh, the program, other parts of our country. Um, you know, this is what it's all about. It's all about using the means of communication that are available to us and getting that word out. And, you know, as I've uh, shared with you, you know, so excited because we've had the, some rework done here in the main studio. It was a couple of years ago that we had our, um, the walls, the soundproofing replaced, and, and our beautiful television set over there. And uh, over the past couple of weeks, um, our engineer, Nick, and, and uh, our good friend, Tom, uh, master craftsman, Um, put together this beautiful console, redid it, brand new board, thanks to our uh, board member who made a very generous donation to purchase this uh, state-of-the-art control board here. Uh, So all kinds of great things to be thankful for. We're going to pray, my friends, and as we start our Lenten journey today, we're going to pray a prayer for Ash Wednesday. I'm going to ask you also, please, if you would, to keep uh, in your prayers our young friend Maria, We've been praying for her for over a year, uh, suffering from a tumor on her brain stem. And we want to proclaim this miracle. We want to proclaim this miracle. Um, We know and have come to the uh, realization that there is no uh, medical treatment. uh, There is no technology. There are no hands on the face of this earth that can heal Uh, this condition but we know that with god all things are possible and it's only by the hand of jesus that this is going to happen through the faith of we who believe and through the intercession we're going now in a very special way to our friend venerable archbishop sheen and uh, so keep that in prayer today and tomorrow especially tomorrow especially if you would keep that in prayer um, also, praying for all of you and all of your intentions, whatever they are. Uh, remember now, brothers and sisters, uh, this beautiful season of Lent that begins today uh, at the, toward the end of this season. In fact, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we're going to have our annual uh, Spring Radiothon. So we'll talk more about this next week as we enter into the month of March. Uh, but we're going to begin invoking St. Joseph Uh, who's been a very powerful intercessor for us, especially during Radiothon time, um, to make this the most successful Radiothon yet. And we're getting the word out. asking you to spread the word already I've received. And thanks to all of the wonderful pastors who already have responded to the letter that I've sent uh, sent out a couple weeks ago to support the Radiothon. Uh, Just warms my heart. So keep that in prayer, if you would. Um, and we're going to pray in thanksgiving again for all the beautiful work that's been done here in the main studio uh, through the generous uh, talent and time and treasure of a number of people we thank god for that and um uh, let's now raise our hearts and minds together as one and we'll pray the prayer for ash wednesday and then we'll pray our other prayers that we pray at this time let's begin in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen The Lord calls us to days of penance and mercy. Blessed be the name of the Lord, now and forever. Remember that we are but dust and ashes, yet by God's grace we have died in baptism and have put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Each year we keep these 40 days with prayer and penance and the practice of charity so that we may come to the Easter festival ready to renew once more the life-giving commitment of our baptism. Through this Lent, we shall gather here to read the Scriptures and ponder them and to intercede with God for the needs of the world. Merciful God, you called us forth from the dust of the earth. You claimed us for Christ in the waters of baptism. Look upon us as we enter these forty days bearing the marks of ashes, and bless our journey through the desert of Lent to the font of rebirth. May our fasting be hunger for justice, our alms, a making of peace, our prayers, the chant of humble and grateful hearts. All that we do and pray is in the name of Jesus, for in his cross you proclaim your love forever and ever. Amen. All through these days, let us be quiet and prayerful, pondering the mysteries told in the Scriptures in the cross, we have been claimed for Christ. In Christ, we make the prayer that fills these days of mercy. And let us all pray together now, my brothers and sisters, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. And we uh, pray now our prayers, my friends, as Holy Father requested. uh, It's got to be a year and a half ago already. How fast does time fly? Uh, But Holy Father Pope Francis asked us to pray every day the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the Subtum Presidium prayer, this beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother. And he asked us to pray these prayers specifically to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil and so we pray saint michael the archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil may god rebuke him we humbly pray and do thou o prince of the heavenly host by the power of god cast into hell satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls amen we fly to thy protection O holy mother of god do not despise our petitions and our necessities But deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, my friends, as always, I thank you for praying together. And, you know, speaking of prayer, uh, here we are already at the end of February. And this coming Monday, March 2nd, will be the first Monday of the month. And Bruce DeBacco will be back uh, with his program, Come to the Throne. We're going to throw open the prayer tent and invite you to participate in uh, praying uh, with Bruce and having him uh, intercede on your behalf. That's this coming Monday, March 2nd live at 3 p.m. as Bruce will be here the first Monday and the, and the third Monday, two weeks later, I guess, which would be the 17th. Oh, St. Patrick's Day uh, on, uh, uh, for the program. Of course, we didn't do a third Monday this month because um, of the work that was being done here. And uh, just the studio was out of commission. But uh, anyway, so Bruce will be here Monday, and I do hope, my friends, that you will— uh, participate, uh, you'll call in or you'll send us your prayer request as we open those uh, prayer uh, opportunities for you to ask Bruce for prayer and to pray with you and for you uh, for that hour at 3 o'clock live this coming Monday. Um, let's see, we have, uh, well, one and a half here, so something's going on that's a little strange, but I'll figure it out in a second, I don't know. <laughs> I'm still getting a little used to what's going on here, but uh, we'll work it out. Um, Anyway, here we are. My my, my little Chromebook here is saying it's running out of power, and I don't know why. It should be plugged in somehow, and if it runs out of power, we're out of luck. (laughs) Because all of my, all of my, uh... well, we'll find out. Oh, put it in the Lord's hands, you know. (laughs) We'll see what's going on. It was not one thing, it's another. Anyway, um, we'll see. Uh, So let's do this. Let's go to the Holy Fathers. um, First, it was his—we'll finish up his letter, his message for Lent uh, that he gave to us, uh, well, today, actually, for the beginning of Lent, but he he released it a little early. Um, We'll conclude this, and then we'll move on to his um, his other—his other— Messages. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch this here. Just bear with me for a second, friends. Little, little technical change to make sure my little laptop doesn't lose power. Okay, we'll do that. There we go. That'll take care of it. Very good. Technology, technology, technology. Used to be I'd print things out and have the papers in front of me, you know. But now I do everything on my little, my little lap my little Chromebook here and uh Anyway, we're back in business. I was looking on the monitor here. I guess you can still see a little remnant of my ashes from today. So don't forget, go get yours. Uh, they're free. <laughs> I saw something though on on uh, a Spirit Daily this morning. It was an Episcopal church, but I know there have. I, I know there was. A, I know there was a Catholic church. That did this up in the diocese of Metuchen. I won't name the parish, uh, where they had drive-through ashes. <laughs> How horrible. People would just drive their car, and the priest or the deacon would stick his hand in the window and give mashes. Yikes. Anyway, let's go here. Uh, This is Holy Father's um, message for Lent. He said, The fact that the Lord once again offers us a favorable time for our conversion should never be taken for granted. The new opportunity ought to awaken in us a sense of gratitude and stir us from our sloth. Despite the sometimes tragic presence of evil in our lives... And in the life of the church and the world, this opportunity to change our course expresses God's unwavering will, not to interrupt His dialogue of salvation with us. That might be the Lord calling me right now. <laughs> you can see I'm a little out of sorts with all the different changes we've had here. I mean, my—I I used to be—I was in such a great routine before I. Uh, had all the changes here, but we'll get back into it. It takes a while for to teach old dogs new tricks, they say. Um, uh, Let's see. So, first of all, again, this this path of conversion, this favorable time for our conversion, Holy Father says, let's never take it for granted. You know, none of us knows the day or the hour, right? Uh, There's a survey. I won't have time to do it today, but I'm going to go over it with you tomorrow. It was a survey that was done... um, by um, EWTN and the, uh, let's see, what was the organization? I had it here in front of me a second ago. EWTN News and Real Clear was the name of the organization. Real Clear and EWTN did a survey on what Catholics believe. It's scary stuff, I got to tell you. Uh, I won't have time to do it today. We'll go over this. I'll, I'll share that survey with you tomorrow. But getting back to what Holy Father was teaching here, talking about never taking for granted this uh, um, favorable time for conversion. You know, we've heard about deathbed conversions, and we, we you know, if we, I, we always, should always be praying to St. Joseph for a happy death, you know, to, to, to die a death like St. Joseph with our Lord and the Blessed Mother right there at his bedside, that'd be great. Uh, But we don't know the day or the hour, and we need to be ready for that time, whatever that time may be. And so Holy Father's reminding us that, you know, this opportunity that we have every year as we begin this great uh, Lenten season, leading us to the glory of Easter, to remind us of what awaits us, but to not take for granted what Mother Church brings to us and gives to us in this beautiful season— um he said the dialogue that god wishes to establish with each of us through the paschal mystery of a son has nothing to do with empty chatter like that attributed to the ancient inhabitants of athens who spent their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new such chatter pope francis writes determined by an empty and superficial curiosity characterizes worldliness in every age in our own day it can also result in the improper use of the media. Well, you know, uh, we've heard the term now. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty standard to hear the term fake news. I think that, as you probably will hopefully acknowledge is that the president has been the victim uh, many times uh, of this fake news, and I think also Pope Francis has been the victim of fake news. I've, I've seen some so-called Catholic websites, media, social media sites, that have claimed some horrible things about the Holy Father. Um, and and any time I see them use this term— And this is based on an anonymous, reliable source at the Vatican. An anonymous, reliable source. Whenever you hear that, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. Anonymous, reliable sources that, especially those that uh, tear down an individual, whether it's the Pope or the President or anybody. I wouldn't want to be a person being accused or, or... characterized by an anonymous reliable source to someone would you that's the problem we have today especially with as holy father said the improper use of media media uh, the media is so powerful i gave you an example yesterday we had a, a have a very faithful listener god bless you uh, dear if you're listening for, for listening regularly. She told me that she has the radio station on in her car all the time, which is great. And as I shared with you yesterday, we, last week, in the past couple of weeks, we had to put repeat programs on. And um, the program that aired last Friday was from the middle of January. And I guess we were talking about with Jim Hoffman uh, about the possibility of, of, of snow at, at that time, but it was repeated this past Friday. And uh, our our dear listener uh, said she got a little confused because she she heard us say that it was going to snow and it was on Catholic radio. It must be true. And so she let her husband know it's going to snow. Be careful. And people believe everything they hear. You know, that's why it's so important to me and for us here at the Apostolate to ensure that what we bring to you is absolute truth, that there's no possibility of something being eschewed uh, uh, and tainted and spun in a certain way to um, uh, have someone's opinion be formed in a way that we want them to. We just want to speak truth, and so we have to be very, very careful. And Holy Father here said that this, uh, you know, uh, this chatter that's out there, uh, determined by an empty and superficial curiosity, characterizes worldliness in every age. And in our own day, it can also result in the improper use of media. Then he said, putting the Paschal mystery at the center of our lives means feeling compassion towards the wounds of the crucified Christ present in the many innocent victims of war, in attacks on life, uh, from that of the unborn to that of the elderly, in various forms of violence. They are likewise present in environmental disasters, the unequal distribution of the earth's goods, human trafficking in all its forms and the unbridled thirst for profit, which is a form of idolatry. And he said, Today, too, there's a need to appeal to men and women of goodwill to share by almsgiving their goods with those in need as a means of personally participating in the building of a better world. Now listen to what he says. Charitable giving makes us more human, whereas hoarding risks making us less human, imprisoned by our own selfishness. We can, we can and must go even further and consider the structural aspects of our economic life. For this reason, in the midst of Lent this year, from the 26th to the 28th of March, I have convened a meeting in Assisi with young economists, entrepreneurs, and change makers, with the aim of shaping a more just and inclusive economy. As the Church's magisterium has often repeated, political life represents an eminent form of charity. The same holds true for economic life, which can be approached in the same evangelical spirit, the spirit of the Beatitudes. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I know the Holy Father, again, has a, uh, a been labeled by certain individuals as, you know, being a socialist and um he comes from a different part of the world number 1 and he you know but we know there's nothing wrong with wealth there's no sin in being wealthy if, but we have to remember that whatever we have whatever we have no matter what it is we have it because God gave it to us in one way or another you know our lord warned us in his parable about the the rich man who was storing so much grain in his silos, he had no more room for it, and he was going to build just bigger silos to store more in it, just to, to, to then eat, drink, and be merry, to wallow in his own wealth, to hoard it. And there is something sinful about that, obviously. The Holy Father's warning us about that. And in this season of Lent, we know it's a season of prayer, it's a season of fasting, and it's a season of almsgiving. And the Holy Father reminds us that by almsgiving, the goods that are shared with those in need, it's a means of personally participating in the building of a better world. You know, one thing I've learned in, in the 25 years I've been doing Catholic radio now is that we can't be here without the charity that is uh, expressed and and the the sharing of goods that others have shared with us through these many years to allow us to be here. We started this apostolate. uh, You know, I've been doing this for 25 years, but the apostolate began in 2003, and it began with nothing. We had nothing, and and when I first began to to inquire with the individuals who had experience in fundraising and things, I well, how do we get this? And they said, well, "There's plenty of money out there." <laughs> and I, for me, for someone like myself in my own economic situation, I, it was hard for me to understand how there could be that much money. I, I, I one time in the very beginning, I'll tell you the story. We were just starting out. We had nothing. All we had was the vision. We had no. A uh, physical um, building that we were, you know, this this place wasn't even in our sights yet, but we knew we needed we needed funding in order to do what we were doing. And one of my uh, board members and I, we had uh, we, it was Father Benedict Rochelle who put us in touch with someone. You have to call him and tell him that I told you to call him. And Father Rochelle was so wonderful to us in the beginning and throughout, but especially in the beginning. Called this gentleman, he was in Princeton, and uh, we went to see him, and we're looking for basically seed money. And I, uh, he asked us, what do you need? And I said, well, we, we're trying to raise as much as we can to, to buy our first radio station. And he, he was a very successful man in his work, in the work that he did. He had an office in Princeton, and, and, and he had a, a messy desk. I'll never forget his messy desk. And he kind of was shoving some papers around, and he found his checkbook, took out his pen and wrote a check and handed it to me. And I thought oh, it would be nice it could give us like maybe a hundred bucks or so. I looked at the check and it was twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> and it just amazed me. I don't know how much the man had as far as his his, his personal wealth was, but to me that was. Just beyond, it was the first experience I had like that. Of course, then we had other experiences beyond that, where people were, and still are, and, and are still this to this very day, very generous to us, to be charitable, to share with us. As Holy Father said, is to build up, to build up the kingdom, to build up God's work here. And this is what we do. This is why I, you know, it's, it's the worst part of my job. Having to ask for money. I wish we didn't have to have a radiothon every year. I wish we had enough money throughout the year that we didn't have to have a radiothon. Although the radiothon is, th- is fun. We really have have over the past couple of years, years, uh, had a great time. We have a lot of fun during those three days. So we're looking forward to that. I hope you are too. But this is the season, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, to give some of what you have, to give some of what God has given to you. And that's important. And then the holy father concluded his message for lent by saying i ask mary most holy to pray that our lenten celebration will open our hearts to hear god's call to be reconciled to himself to fix our gaze on the paschal mystery and to be converted to an open and sincere dialogue with him in this way we will become what christ asks his disciples to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And that's really, my friends, what we should all be striving for. Jesus asks us as his disciples, he told us, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. And in the world in which we live today, we need that light. As I said, I'll share with you tomorrow, I don't have time to do it today, but I'll share with you tomorrow tomorrow, The survey that was just uh, released by EWTN um, about what Catholics believe, and I am not surprised because we've seen surveys over the past year or so that kind of let us know that there's an enormous um, falling away, really, of what the Church teaches but i think when i when i saw that survey and then, and then i heard what holy father said as we began uh, this part of the teaching today where he said the fact that the lord once again offers us a favorable time for conversion we should never take this for granted because, again, we don't know, my friends. We don't know what what, what, the next, what tomorrow holds. We don't know what the next five minutes hold for some. We just don't know. And we have this beautiful season of Lent that the Lord, again, gives us as a favorable time for conversion, Pope Francis said. A favorable time for conversion that allows us to bring our hearts closer to the lord and as, as as he prayed and asking our blessed mother that this lenten celebration will open our hearts to god's call to be reconciled to himself and we're going to hear him as we come back from break talking about the importance of confession you know i know many this is a great time many parishes uh, during the lenten season have lenten penance services and things where they uh, father will bring in other priests and they have stations set up and you can go and some people go to confession who haven't been to confession for years and years and years, and how important it is, especially during this time of conversion, to get ready for that final journey home. And that's what it's all about. And and, and Holy Father said, we need to be converted to an open and sincere dialogue with the Lord. Seek Him out. He's, he's right here. He wants to dialogue with you. He wants to have that encounter with you that will change your life, that will uh, help you on this journey of conversion and to become what he asks us to be that is salt of the earth and light of the world okay I take a break my friends when I come back we're gonna go to some more from Holy Father from today his general audience and his Ash Wednesday Mass so stay where you are more to come Do you love praying for people? Have you ever wanted to use your gift of prayer to share Jesus with others and build up the body of Christ? Start a public prayer station with St. Paul Street Evangelization. Listen to people's needs, pray with them, or invite them to meet you at church. St. Paul Street Evangelization can help you get started. Find out how at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. You Are Called to Holiness. A Day of Recollection and Conference will be held on Saturday, April 4th from 9 a.m. to 6.15 p.m. at the Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul in Philadelphia. The outstanding speakers will be Cardinal Raymond Burke, Bishop Joseph Strickland, and Father Dennis Gill. There will be opportunity for confession, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, praying of the Holy Rosary, procession and crowning of the National Pilgrim Virgin Statue of Our Lady of Fatima, and a beautiful Palm Sunday Vigil Mass with the Cathedral Choir. Priests are welcome to celebrate and are asked to bring their albs. Registration is required, and the cost of the day is $65 per person, $20 for students, and no charge for priests, religious, and seminarians. Lunch will be served and refreshments available throughout the day. Tables are available for vendors. To obtain more information and register, please go to the conference website, stjohnneumannchapter.org. That's N-E-U-M-A-N-N-Chapter.org or call 215-247-2585. That's 215-247-2585. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Turn over the pages of sacred scripture. What do you find? You find a record of men to whom God has spoken, and you'll also find a record of men who listened to him. In other words, scripture is fulfilled in concrete, living dialogues. Now men do not always want that dialogue with God. At one time, they desire it. At another time, they fear it. Adam was afraid when God called him in the garden. Cain was afraid when God spoke to him. Moses was afraid before the burning bush. When you and I have a dialogue with God, what makes it up? One thing that makes it up is, first of all, a consciousness of our own sin. And the other is, The voice of God urging us to confess it, to seek his mercy. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go. Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com From Ewing to Union Beach. Sargentville to Spring Lake. Percocet to Point Pleasant Beach. Heightstown to Humeville. Eatontown to Englishtown. Pine Beach to Penn Valley. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Uh, no, say another hour no another hour. <laughs> another 20 20 minutes or so that's about it but anyway i'm happy you're here we're gonna get to uh the holy father's i guess this was his homily from uh, his ash wednesday mass this morning and we'll do that in a second but i do want to remind you i'm um, coming up this saturday yes indeed saturday uh, the 29th of february over at st mary's in middletown and the uh, annual Catholic Men for Jesus Christ conference will take place. And, uh, guys, you can register now online and save yourself five bucks. Go to catholicmenforjesuschrist.org to register. All the information is there. Featured speakers will be uh, former New York Yankee and now ESPN analyst uh, Mark Teixeira. Uh, and of course, you know uh, Mark was on the 2009 2009- World Championship team. Um, that was his first year with the Yankees, and the last World Championship the Yankees have won, hopefully until this year. Uh, also, uh, Marcelino D'Ambrosio will be there, and he is known as Dr. Italy. He'll be a featured speaker, and as will Stephen Oth uh, will be there as well. The um, uh, They call him the, uh, the um, Evangelist of Wall Street or something like that. Anyway, he'll be there, and uh, all kinds of stuff. We'll be there. Cheryl sure, and I will be there with the table, as with, uh, we'll have some friends joining us as well. And I'm hoping that we can broadcast the Mass with Bishop O'Connell. Uh, so we'll see how we can work that out, just timing-wise. Uh, but we'll be there. So st- uh, if you're, guys, if you're going, stop over, say hello. Uh, we'll have a little table there. And uh, actually, we're going to be broadcasting Friday Live from the uh, conference site this coming Friday. We're doing a little remote broadcast this coming Friday. We'll be at the conference site, so we'll have George and Bill uh, say a few words, and we'll have, uh, hopefully, uh, Dr. Italy join us if he's uh, around. Whoever is hanging out, we'll put him on the air. <laughs> we'll be there, though. We're looking forward to that as well. So go to catholicmenforjesuschrist.org and um, register. Save yourself five bucks. It should be, a, as it always is, a very, very uh, successful event, and I know uh, the men who go there really walk away with a lot. And what a great way to start Lent. So, catholicmenforjesuschrist.org is the website. You can register there. All right, so this morning over in Rome, uh, a uh, Holy Father called on Catholics to go to confession during Lent to experience God's healing love. This is what Pope Francis said. He said, we can receive God's forgiveness in the sacrament of penance because there the fire of God's love consumes the ashes of our sin." The embrace of the Father in confession renews us inside and purifies our heart. Only Jesus, Pope Francis said, who knows and loves our heart, can heal it. Lent is a time of healing. And he was at the Basilica of Santa Sabina um, for his Ash Wednesday uh, Mass this morning. And he, he said before going to confession, though, people should stand in front of the crucifix and contemplate Christ on the cross. The Holy Father said, while looking at the crucifix, people can uh, repeat the following prayer. So listen to this. Here's, again, a nice little um, request, suggestion from the Holy Father. Before you go to confession, go stand before a crucifix and pray this prayer. Jesus, you love me. Transform me. Simple prayer, Jesus, you love me, transform me. And I think, you know, my brothers and sisters, if any of us, and we all do, we we suffer from uh, all types of of sin because we're all sinful people. Maybe we have certain tendencies, certain habits, even certain addictions that sometimes we feel our beyond our control. You know, that's what addiction is, right? But we know that Jesus can heal us. And if we go to him, as Holy Father suggests, to, to, before we go to confession, stand before the crucifix, look at the outstretched arms, nailed to the cross, but waiting to embrace us. Holy Father said, pray the prayer, Jesus, you love me, transform me. Jesus, you love me, transform me. And he said, after welcoming God's love and crying in front of the cross, receive God's forgiveness in confession. He said, let's look inside, into our hearts. How many times do we extinguish the fire of God with the ashes of hypocrisy? How often do we do things only to be recognized, to look good, to satisfy our ego? How often do we profess to be Christians, yet in our hearts readily yield to passions that enslave us? How often do we preach one thing and practice another? How many times do we make ourselves look good on the outside while nursing grudges within? And Holy Father said we need to be cleansed of all the dust that has sullied our hearts. And let's go back to Christmas time. You know, as we go through the Advent season, you know, one of the things that Mother Angelica taught that I always remember and I've shared with you here is just to imagine our hearts being the cave into which the Christ child is to be born. And so we clean out our hearts, we clean out that space of all impurities, of all that, that would be offensive to, the, to the, ch- the child, and make it a place, a fit dwelling place for him to enter into our hearts. Remember that? We talked about that during Advent and Christmas season. Well, Christmas officially was over, you know, maybe six weeks ago. The season, some people celebrated all, all the way up to the 2nd of February, but that's four, almost four weeks ago. And our, our hearts have gotten a bit, as Holy Father said, sullied with the dust of sin. And I think this is a great, you know, talk about anytime before we go to, to, to confession, we should always strive to make a good, solid act of contrition. So Holy Father said, you know, go to the crucifix, pray that prayer, Jesus, you love me, transform me. And then he asks us to kind of do this little examination in the sense. And there are many, many examinations of conscience that you can find. Uh, If you go to the EWTN website, the um, document library, there's some great uh, examinations of conscience. There's even a great one for children uh, there. Oh, hey, if you download the free domestic church media mobile app, I put an act of contrition or or an examination of conscience on there as well. That's all you'll need go to the domestic church media app and um, pull up the there's an examination of conscience on our app but here's a great thing you go before the crucifix as Holy Father requests you look at the outstretched arms of the Lord and you pray Jesus you love me transform me don't we all want to be transformed Don't we all want to be better people nobody wants to be a bad person I would hope and then he, he, he kind of gives us some, some, some a suggestion, some insight. Let's look inside into our hearts. So do this. Do this. Let's do this right now as, as kind of a, 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 a little examination of conscience. Let's look inside our hearts right now. How many times do we extinguish the fire of God with the ashes of hypocrisy? How often do we do things only to be recognized to look good, to satisfy our egos? How often do we profess to be Christians, yet in our hearts readily yield to passions that enslave us? How often do we preach one thing and practice another? How many times do we make ourselves look good on the outside while nursing grudges within? And then again, he says, we need to be cleansed of all the dust that has sullied our hearts. And I go back, you know, in that time between Christmas and now. We started off the new year, we were striving to be, you know, we make certain resolutions, and I hope uh, we make more spiritual resolutions than anything as we begin, begin a new year. But now we go back and we see that we've, you know, fallen, we've failed, we've not perhaps uh, done the things as well as we would have hoped when we set out on this new year. Now here we are beginning Lent, another opportunity. And Holy Father said, Lent is not a time for useless sermons, (laughs) but instead, Lent is a time of grace to welcome God's loving grace. And then to change one's life. What are some of the things in your life, my friends, or in my life, that you really want to change? We know we all suffer from them. (laughs) Whether it is nursing a grudge, a desire for vengeance. Maybe we gossip. Maybe we, we tear down someone's character with sin of detraction. Maybe we are hypocrites in certain aspects of our life. We live one, pre- preach one way and live another way. You can't hide any of that from God. We can maybe hide it from each other, but we, we certainly can't hide it from God. But God wants nothing more than for us to be reconciled to him. As we said yesterday, he, he, he didn't create us for death. He created us for life. You know, as the ashes were put on our heads today, uh, man, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. We're all going to go in that same direction. We've all been to funerals. We've all been to wakes where you see the body of the deceased laid out Eyes closed forever, hands perhaps clutching a rosary, a lot of weeping, a lot of sadness, a lot of mourning, as there should be. But our prayer should be for that soul to have been saved, that soul to be placed in the hands of God. Maybe a little stopover in purgatory where most of us will end up on the way to heaven. it'd be great to even avoid that. Wouldn't it just kind of shoot right to the top? (laughs) And that's what we're doing here, hopefully. So, this is a time of grace, as Pope Francis said. It's not a, a time for useless sermons. It's a time of grace to welcome God's loving gaze and then to change our lives. So, we have... Six weeks, which is going to go like that. I just snapped my finger in case you're not watching. Six weeks, you know, what was six weeks ago? It was um, the middle, middle of January. It's <laughs> not that long ago, it seems. But boy, has it gone fast. Spring is just around the corner, three weeks away, right? Our Radiothon is just a month away. Time will fly. But we start this Lenten journey today on this beautiful Ash Wednesday, and Holy Father reminds us this is a time of grace. So, my brothers and sisters, take advantage. You know, and we'll hopefully listen. If, if your parish is going to have a, a a penance service or a parish mission, please let us know. Post, go to our website, go to the bulletin board, fill out the event form, post it so we can, uh, and fill it out so we can post it on our bulletin board. And if we have a chance, we can announce it here every now and then. And Friends, take advantage of those opportunities. This is a time of grace. If you see a penance service, go. If you see there's a parish mission somewhere, go. Take advantage of these opportunities. Forget about the TV and other things you might do, social media. Uh, I mean, listen, it'd be a great thing to give up, uh, give up your social media for Lent. Except your domestic church media app, keep that. <laughs> the other stuff, Facebook, the other don't need that. Instagram, Twitter. And so, Holy Father prayed silently then uh, today, as he was during the uh, course of the Mass and in, uh, the imposition of ashes. Um, and as the, there was, I guess, a procession of cardinals, bishops, priests, Benedictine monks, Dominican friars, lay people, uh, they sang the litany of saints. The traditional Lenten pilgrimage by the Bishop of Rome and Catholics in the city to the tombs of the martyrs dates back to the fourth century. And Holy Father said in his homily, the ashes we receive on our foreheads should affect the thoughts passing through our minds. If I live only to earn money, if I live only to have a good time, if I live only to gain a bit of prestige or a promotion in my work, I am living for dust, Pope Francis said. This is not why we have been put on this in this world. We are worth so much more. We live for so much more. We are meant to make God's dream a reality and to love. So all these things that we're maybe we're planning to, you know, I'm going to give up this, give up that. Holy Father's reminding us: look, if if we've got to change our lives, not mere simple habits or uh, things in our life that we're giving, we've got to change our lives in this time of grace. Because if we live only to earn money, if we live only to have a good time, if we live only to gain a bit of prestige or a promotion at work, if we live Uh, Those things, we're only living for dust, Pope Francis said. It's not why we're here, he reminded us. We are worth so much more. He said we live for so much more. We are uh, meant to make God's dream a reality and to love. And he said, the Holy Father said that the earthly goods we possess will fade away. Let the love we give to our families, to our work in the church, and in the world remain forever. Ashes are sprinkled on our heads so that the fire of love can be kindled in our hearts. And the Holy Father said, May we allow ourselves to be reconciled in order to live as beloved children, as forgiven and healed sinners, as wayfarers with him at our side, let us allow ourselves to be loved so that we can love in in return. And, you know, just to live a simple life. If if you regularly watch EWTN, uh, you know how the friars lived down there very simply. You know, we were uh, out in Arizona in Tonopah. Uh, about about, uh, an hour's drive west of Phoenix is the monastery of Our Lady of Solitude where five nuns, five members of Mother Angelica's order live out in the middle of nowhere. And through the generosity of one individual, there is a beautiful church there now and they're hoping to raise funds to to build finally build the, the monastery attached to the church. But they live very, very simple lives, and they're happy, beautiful women. I remember the first time that I went down to EWTN back in 1998, 22 years ago. And at that time, the nuns were not cloistered. Of course, Mother was still alive, and I met Mother down there then. But the nuns were not cloistered yet, and they would walk the ground. And I remember when I went down to EWTN the first time, and I saw, and there were many nuns down there, and wearing the habit you know, that they wear, and whether they were in their 20s or in their 80s, these women had this radiant beauty about them that is kind of indescribable. They just, they just radiated love made them beautiful because they were at such peace and living so simply and humbly. We should all strive for that. Yes, we have to go to work. We have, to, we have many responsibilities in this world. As, as I was reading the Holy Father's comments here where he was talking about giving love to our families, uh, I, I, I think about when, when our children were little, and we were, at the same time, just getting started in this work of evangelization that we do. And I remember t- having conversation with the Lord many times, saying, Lord, I'll do this, but I'll do it after my kids go to bed, because my responsibility as a father is to my children. And I remember playing with them and having beautiful, beautiful memories and times with them. And then when, that, when they went to bed, then I'd get to work on, on radio and things that I had to get done. And it's important, but live simply. You know, take the time, as Holy Father said, to love your family, (laughs) to love your church. You know, it used to be when I and you'll remember if you're my age or or older, you remember our you know our our days when there was no social media, there were no mobile phones or devices. Uh, You you know you you had to make your own fun, and time. And we had the time to do it because we weren't distracted with all this other stuff. Let's get back to that, maybe, and live a simpler life and understand that, look, we're all going down the same path. We're all headed for the same exit ramp, as Father Groeschel would say. And now this day, this beautiful Ash Wednesday, once again, here we are in Lent to start another journey. I pray, my brothers and sisters, that you will make Domestic Church Media, a part of this journey. There's obviously through our affiliation with EWTN, we have wonderful programs uh, for you throughout the day. And our local programs, uh, like Brothers in Arms with Bill and George, like, like um, Just Be You with uh, Coach McKenna and Father Jason. Of course, the bishop is here once a month. Bruce is here twice a month. Cheryl's music program. Uh, Cheryl and I on Fridays, and I come to you humbly three days a week to share these thoughts of, with you. To make this a part of your Lenten season and to, to encourage others to do the same, you know, it's a simple way to kind of bridge the gap between Sundays, to stay connected to the faith. And maybe you have friends or relatives or acquaintances who are fallen away Catholics or who, you know, have left the church for one reason or another. Invite them. Say, listen, you know what? It's Lent. Just listen. Drive when you're driving back forth to work. That's all. Put on 1260 AM or 89.3 or 91.9 or 1580. Listen. And you never know how the Holy Spirit's going to work in that person's life. And I'll share with you tomorrow the results of that survey that EWTN just did on what Catholics believe. And I'll tell you, it's, it's very disheartening. So we have to do the best we can to build up here, and we're hoping that we can do it together. Okay, I got to go. Be back tomorrow, God willing, my friends. Thank you for being here with me today. Uh, have a great rest of your night. Let's pray for each other. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. In me.